Hi, friends. Welcome to The Faithful Podcast, stories of people who walked by faith and gained a fuller understanding of the faithfulness of God. I'm your host, Stephanie Baker. This is part two of my interview with Abby Campman. If you haven't listened to part one yet, do that now. In this episode, Abby shares about her healing after the loss of her mother and her sisters. Abby gives practical advice to those that are suffering, as well as for friends of those that are grieving. It is so good, and I know it's going to be a blessing to you. So please enjoy part two of my interview with Abby Campman. What do you feel like helps you to remain faithful when um, you're going through really difficult stuff or maybe having challenging thoughts or things like that? Oh, goodness. Um, I just, just to know that I, I've seen God work through the, the darkest moments um, in such transform, transformative ways that I, I don't doubt that He is working always. Right. Um, I've seen it and I've experienced it. And um, so I, I'm just really encouraged to know that He is, is always working. Um, I think that's just, that just gives me such comfort and peace mm. um, that I wouldn't otherwise have if I hadn't been through what I've been through. Man. Um, are you a journaler? By any chance? I am an infrequent journaler. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, I think that's for me something that is really good to go back. I mean, I'll use, you know, I will go sometimes months without writing, but when I go back and look mm-hmm. at things and remember, especially those important things, whether they were good or bad, um, looking back on them and mm-hmm. seeing, you know, God's nearness in the difficult times and God's faithfulness and, and bringing about good from something that's really terrible. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, so is yeah. there like a, a verse or a Bible story that's maybe one of your favorites that um, you remember in those difficult times? Oh, gosh. I have I have a couple. So That's okay. Um, you can have I more like- than one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so my, my life verse, I would say, um, is Isaiah 41.9 eight through 10 really, but, but nine, especially. And it's, um, it's just, God is saying like, I have chosen you. So he says, um, uh, I have chosen you from the ends of the earth. I've called you my servant. I have, um, I have chosen you and not cast you off. Fear not for I am with you. Mm. Be not dismayed for I am your God and I will strengthen you and help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And just to know that, God took me from this awful, awful situation and from a family that generationally doesn't know the Lord and has, you know, used me and been able to graft me in and, and call me his own is just like, I, I can't even process the, the incredibleness of that. I mean, it's just, mm. it's humbling. Um, and I married into an incredibly faithful family. So wow. that's a blessing too. But, um, and then also, so this year I've, uh, I got to speak in May at a women's event here in, um, in, in Iowa. And 
at the time I was reading, I was actually reading through the Bible in a year. <laughs> I'd never uh-huh. done that before. And um, I was in the middle of Deuteronomy at the time. And, and just the um, people are unfamiliar with Deuteronomy. So it's where Moses is like, has, has led the people through the promised land. They're at the, well, through the, the, the um, desert and they're at the foot of the promised land. Uh-huh. And he's just processing through with them, like, this is what God has brought you through. And this is what he says. And um, Deuteronomy 2, 7 just, just hit me um, as I read it. And it, it says, the Lord, your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through the vast wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord, your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. Mm. And I think that just hit me. Like he's saying in these 40 years in the desert, like, you've lacked nothing and they might say they've lacked everything, right? right? They haven't had shelter, proper shelter, proper food, you know, water, all of those things. And yet because God was with them, they didn't lack a thing. Mm. And I think that is so true. You know, it, I mean, if we have God, we have everything. We literally lack nothing. Even in the worst times we, we lack nothing because we have him if we know him. And, um, I just loved that. I loved reading through that. And then just as I was preparing to, uh, our church is going through Luke right now. Uh And we happen to be going through Luke four, which is Jesus going back into the wilderness, you know, and he's tempted by the devil and Jesus uses the word of God. But not only that to combat Satan's advances, he uses Deuteronomy. He quotes Deuteronomy. So it's just so cool. Like how, uh, all these things have come full circle um, just in my understanding of just how God is near us in in all our wilderness seasons. Mm. Um, if, you know, if we, if we choose to rely fully on him. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's really cool. I think that, um, I think it's really neat how, um, like I'm, re- I'm doing going, my, going through the Bible again this year. I did it last year. Are you familiar with the Bible recap? Yes, that's what yes. I did. Oh, I did okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. Round I two. loved it. Oh and, my goodness, I, I love Tara Lee. Yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah, she's one of my favorite people to um, to study and to follow on social media and just kind of um, see what God is mm-hmm. is teaching. I think she really tries hard, but to uh, expose truth in a lot of situations. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's been really neat for me to see. And it's funny because it's like everybody's going through the same passages at the same time, but not everybody's going through my same struggles. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like we're probably all kind of picking up different things out of it than, you know, from each other. And um, I've seen God showing me a lot through just reading through the Bible, which if you would have asked me probably five or maybe 10 years ago or so about reading through the Bible, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to like pray and God will take me to the right place in the Bible. And it's like, that just seems so formulaic to read straight through, but it's like, well, God's word is God's word. And he, um, he can do a whole lot with it. He doesn't need a certain particular passage to speak to, to speak to us and to use the Holy Spirit to, to soften our hearts and to, um, and to, you know, glean from it. So it's been, it's been really cool for me. I'm glad that you, you do that too. I'm always encouraging my friends to, yeah. <laughs> to use the same place. Oh, like, yeah. So amazing. Yeah. yeah. So amazing. Um, so, uh, how do you feel like 
walking through this loss, how do you feel like it's changed your, your view of God? Oh goodness. It's, I mean, it, it's given me a full view of him really, because if I, if I wouldn't have gone through it, I wouldn't have come to know him. I don't think, or I would have, well, God would have probably sought me out in some other way, but, um, yeah, I really truly feel like I had to go through these things, um, to truly appreciate and know him, um, in its fullest, uh, to the fullest extent. And I just, I'm amazed at how the, the details that he's in the details. If I think back to that prayer of the window seat and, um, just those specific three things I asked God for, I asked to feel, be, to feel, to be in a safe and loving family. And I, I ended up being in a safe and loving family. Um, and I, I prayed to be free from fear. And even though I, I had to lose, you know, I lost my mom and my sisters and therefore I no longer feared their death. That wasn't a prayer that was answered in the way I guess I necessarily had thought it would be, but God did answer it, you know, in the way that, um, he, he worked through that. And, and then the window seat. I just think when I think back on a lot of little details of my childhood, when I didn't know God, like I, he was there in a lot of different little details. Um, and so I, I just think it's, it's given me a greater and deeper relationship with him with every passing year, especially now that I have children of my own and to know kind of what it's like to, to have a mother who's, um, who's there and who loves the Lord and who, who wants to, to teach her children the same, you know, it's, it's given me a lot of perspective in that way. So, so your, your dad and your stepmom were, they, they were not Christians when you start first started going to church, right? Is that, is that correct? <laughs> Right. Well, my stepmom, yeah, my stepmom grew up Catholic, uh-huh. um, but she, uh, she, um, a, a, a Protestant, um, uh, free church, um, mm-hmm. she started going there after she met my dad. And, um, and so, yeah, they, they began to go to church together. And then when I moved in with them, we kind of started to go regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so to the people that might be listening that um, are dealing with heartache and, and loss, uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to them? Oh gosh. Um, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I mean, it's, it sounds trite, but it's so true. Um, I, I think in the, in the most, in the moments where we feel lonely and loneliest um, is where God is, is most near. Mm. And I think we just just pursue him if we pray if that's all we can do we you know if all we can do is just say god i don't know what to say but i pray that i i just want to know that you're near me right um that's it that's you know that's all you need to do and he will draw near to you um and you know things might not change right away they might not change for years but Someday you'll be able to look back and see every moment that he was with you um, in the hardest moments. Yeah. Um, Is just kind of on the same kind of note. I mean, you've, you dealt with a lot of guilt afterward, you said, Mm -hmm. and um, is there anything that maybe would be encouraging to people who 
um, I guess, have, have dealt with guilt regarding loss? Anything that you would want to say to them as well? Oh, goodness. Um, gosh, I, I feel like, if I'm honest, I still, everyone, you know, I, I still am working through the guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that it wasn't my fault. Obviously, right. I, I couldn't change the situation, but um, it's, it's still hard, you know, it's still hard, but um, I do feel uh, peace from, from God about it. I feel like he's, he's shown me that, um, that it, I don't need to feel guilty, that there's right. nothing I could have done to change what happened, mm-hmm. um, that it all happens um uh, you know, in, in his, his ways are perfect. And so, um, yeah, I just, I think I'd be, I, I can't say that I don't still struggle with, right with feeling that, but I do feel like that is, has given me a piece to say, like, you cannot change the situation, but you can make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, that's- it's hard. Guilt is hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, and I, I still, I still struggle with, I think one thing that I am still battling is just now that I have kids of my own um, and I've been through something like that too, I just, am always imagining the worst scenario and thinking, how can I prevent this? How can mm-hmm. I, you know, um, but yeah, again, I, I, I've learned to realize I'm not in control and it's a good thing right. that I'm not in control. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that must be incredibly difficult. And like you said, like there's, well, for one, you were a child and there were adults that made adult decisions. And um, so in that way, obviously that's, there's, there's not guilt in that, but I'm, I mean, anytime there's loss, it's something, could I have done something different? Should I have done something different? But I think that, um, you know, the fact that like, you know, like as you were saying before, you know, drawing near, draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. I think that mm-hmm. yeah. in those times where we we hear our accuser saying, "This is your fault," you know, the more that mm-hmm. we draw near to God, we hear His voice speaking louder, saying, yes. "You know, yes. you are loved, you are wanted, and this is not your fault." And um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure that that's an ongoing battle because just like grief. Um, guilt keeps coming back and um but it just does. to yeah to know the voice of of your maker who loves you and who um you know had a has a great plan for you despite decisions that others made and despite the heartache that you've walked through he has great things that he is he has for you and um you know your story it's a big encouragement to so many others and i think that is um it's important um so what advice would you give to um maybe a christian who's trying to support their friends or family who are dealing with grief oh my um i would just say sit with them in it don't um don't offer solutions um right you know i think just your presence knowing you are there and um, you know, you're carrying some of that with them. Um, mm-hmm. I think just knowing that, that someone is there 
and they don't, they're not trying to fix it. They're not trying to, to take anything away. They just, just knowing that their presence is there with you. Um, yeah. And that you're not alone. Um, I think that's the most important thing because people will, will say a lot of things when you're struggling, but mm-hmm. I think just knowing that there are one or two people there that, that will sit with you in it and not feel like they need to um, offer advice or change anything, but they just want to, to rest with you in your grief and, um, and hold space for you. Um, that was, I had a lot of family members who did that during that summer, especially right afterwards, we would just sit together and cry. Mm. And that was all we needed to do, you know, um, yeah, but it was it was really powerful to have those people to do that with me. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. um, I interviewed recently a friend of mine who had a stillbirth, and she she said one mm-hmm. of the things that was important for her is like people acknowledging that you know acknowledging yeah. her daughter mm-hmm. and like you know I think we we're afraid sometimes to say anything. So right, um, yeah. We are, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bring them up because this might be more difficult for her, but I'm sure with you, like these were your sisters and this was something important and, um, they were important to you and they don't just disappear. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I have, it's funny. I have my sister-in-law also, um, she lost a a son to stillbirth. Um, Mm. gosh, it was probably 15 years ago now. Uh Um, But she, it's because she's been through that, she will email me or call me or text me on the day of the, my, the anniversary of my mom's death. And she'll just say, I'm praying for you today or I'm thinking of you today. Um, Mm. And on the anniversary of, of her son's death, you know, just sending that text saying, you know, I'm praying for you today. I'm thinking just that acknowledgement um, is, is really special. Just knowing that someone remembers. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Um, so is there anything that you wish that churches might do to help support people dealing with grief? Oh, churches. <clears throat> A good question. Um, I mean, our church does a really good job of having um, prayer times, you know, times where you can just come and um, pray for people. Uh-huh. Um I think just prayer is so powerful. I I truly believe in it. Um, I think it just if churches just prayed, you know, more and and held space for people more. I think um, it truly does 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 a great work. And our church is wonderful about praying for people. And um, yeah, I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I've never really thought about that before. But yeah. That's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to think about that one. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, I asked because, you know, we want to be able to, you know, we've, we're either dealing with grief or we will be at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody does. And so yeah. we need to know how to support those around us. And um, I think a lot of times, you know, churches were really good at celebrating happy things. And sometimes we, they might struggle with, um how to deal with and support through the difficult things. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I, I think there, I mean, there are churches that have, you know, support groups and there are, um, 
things of that nature. And like you said, remembering people is important. And um, mm-hmm. I think all of those things are things that we can apply to a more corporate setting, like a church. I think it doesn't have to be at just an individual level, but I think as a church we can um, remember. And I, I mean, I don't know how churches deal with, um, you know, always dealing with different losses, but I think that we can, we can really honor um, folks who, um, who have lost and um, who are going through just difficult times by just being there with them and just supporting them. And I, you know, I mean, obviously you had your needs generally met by your, your stepdad and whatever, but now I think maybe as an adult, if you were to go through something difficult, um, which we all are going to, but um, just being there, maybe meals, maybe childcare, things of that nature might be, might be something that would be um, helpful as a body of Christ to, to help yeah. meet those those very physical needs on top of just being there as a friend mm-hmm. and um, just being there to support. So um, is there any yeah. other encouragement that you'd want to leave some of our listeners with? Oh, goodness. I would say um, I think don't hesitate to, to reach out to someone. Um, you know, if... I, I just think about reaching out to those individuals that were involved in the accident. Um, that's transformed everything for me in terms of healing. It was a, it was a piece of the healing I didn't know was still broken. Um, and I, I did it on a whim, but I think if I would have thought too much about it, I probably wouldn't have done it because I would have been too scared right. at what their reaction might be. But because I know relationships are, quite frankly, um, foundational to, to who we are is obviously our relationship with Christ, but our relationship with, um, other, you know, our community and our friends and, um, with people in general Mm -hmm. and just, I mean, what was the worst that could happen was that they just didn't respond, but just to know that you tried, you know, if there's a broken relationship that you have, or if there's, um, you know, uh, you know, someone who's grieving and you, you just don't know, should I reach out to them? Should I not? But just, just sending a text or, or calling and saying, I'm thinking of you. I, you right. know, what can I do for you? Or just show up and say, here, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking your kids while you take a nap or you can, you know, mm. take a shower, do something that maybe they just, just reaching out to people and not having a hesitation about it. I think, um, it just, it, it can make all the difference for someone or for you even, or that relationship. Um, it's just a powerful thing to act on it. Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, it's, you know, and being humble and asking for help is really hard. And um, being mm-hmm. available on the end of giving help is super important. Um, yes. So mm-hmm. kind of changing gears, um, what... Mm-hmm is something that you are not very good at? Oh, well, asking for help. <laughs> That's what I'm not very good at. Yeah. Um, I think, so one thing I'm not good at is, is really uh, dealing with my own junk, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of would allow myself that good cry every year. And I thought, okay, I've dealt with it. I'm not going to think about it for another year. And I went for a lot of years um, not dealing with a lot of my 
feelings. I just closed myself off. Um, and so just that two years ago, um, reaching out to those people, I healed, I, I mean, that healed so much of what I didn't know was still broken. Wow. Um, and I have now, you know, sought, um, counseling and different things like that, um, mm. in different, in different ways via friends or pastors or, um, you know, um, I have not yet got a counsel, an official counselor, but, um, or, you know, psychologist or anything like that. I haven't seen someone, but, um, I know that that's something I should probably do. And just to feel okay doing that, um, and saying that's, that's something that is, is good, you know, it's mm-hmm. good, but I think I struggle with, with me needing something, you know, or I, I don't, I feel like I have to have it all together. Um, right. Yeah. So I think just, just recognizing that I don't and Uh that, um, I can ask for help and I can be humble to, to share what I need. Um, that's something I've, I'm learning to do, but I still struggle with it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, that's a lot of us. (laughs) I I think you're, you know, talking about counseling. Um, that was, I'm sure with what you've been through, especially like, talking to somebody about that that's a professional like friends are great I mean I love talking to my friends I'm very much a processing things out loud kind of person but there's something Mm -hmm. to be said for a professional that will point you I mean a a Christian counselor especially would be ideal to point you back to Jesus and to speak truth um, into your situation and it's like they don't they're not trying to stay friends with you they're not going to protect that um as much as your your friends have to be a little more delicate um where a counselor can kind of get away with a little bit more I guess you might sure yeah and I mean I'm sure they can they can say stuff that's even more challenging in a in a very kind way but yeah they can help us to see those problem areas that even our friends don't want to bring out so I think that's that's really good um you know, asking for help is tough, but, you know, so worth it. Mm. Um, So what is one career that you wish you could have? Oh, well, I, a writer, I, I call myself a writer. I went to school for English education. I've written privately for a very long time. I love to write. I love to, I've had multiple blogs. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's cool. And I've written for different venues, but I, you know, I've never obviously called a volunteer, but um, I would love to write my story. And so I'm working on it, actually. I'm working on it and I'm trying to do it every day in my not so free time. But um, that is, it's a dream of mine to be able to, to write and to share, share these kind of stories in written form with people. So that's, yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, other than you're writing your story, what kind of stuff do you like to write? I love memoirs. I could, memoirs. I could read memoirs all day. I could, you know, stories I, I taught in a middle school, um, wow. right after college. That's, I was, that's a tough English job. education. So <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I loved it. Yeah. Um, I think, Willa Cather is this famous, famous author and she has a great quote that says most of your 
the writing material for your whole life comes before you're 13 years old or something like that. Wow. And it's true for me, you know, it's true for me. So uh, when I taught my kids, I did a memoir unit and that, that was kind of our baseline for our unit was just that they've been through a lot already. They have yeah. a lot to say and a lot to write about. So um, I just, I could listen to stories, testimonies, all of that all day long. I would love to be a part of writing people's stories. Um, Do you have any like favorite memoirs? Oh, well, my favorite. Oh gosh, that's hard. (laughs) Sorry, caught you off guard. No, (laughs) no, it's okay. Gosh, I love reading. So, Mm -hmm. um, ah, favorite memoir. I love them all. Um, I just read Educated, which is very interesting. I don't know if you've read that before. Um, Who's that by? Um, I'm, I'm not going to remember the name, okay. but it's a woman <laughs> who grew up in <laughs> Tara. It might be Tara something. Tara um, something. Okay. <laughs> Westfield. Westfield. That okay. might be right. Anyway, she grew up in a, kind of a, um, I believe Mormon, but very strict Mormon community in Idaho. Um, and so it's just kind of about her life growing up in this incredibly remote place and not learning how to read and teaching herself how to read and and when she finally came out of that and got out of that situation and went to college just how mind-blowing it was to realize she didn't know anything about like Hitler or you know just all of these things as a 20-something year old and Uh how she's had to navigate like learning about the world as an adult um that's cool it's pretty fascinating yeah that one was pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. So what is something that's changing your life these days? Oh, um, changing my life. <laughs> well, I love, <laughs> I love the show. This is us. Yeah. And I've loved it for a long time. Um, I think I've Me mentioned too. it on another podcast, <laughs> but as the more I watch it, I'm just so fascinated by the writers. I think they must have been through the writers of the show have must have adopted a child or, you know, have gone through some of these really hard situations because some of the things that they, these individuals experience are so detailed um, right down to grief and struggle mm. um, that it's just, you, you can connect with things on a, a different level. Um, right. So I think that's, I don't know. It's, it's just been something I'm connecting with right now. Um, well, we are. Yeah. And my, my kids are, my kids are in basketball right now and I love basketball. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's been, it's like, I didn't, it's one of those sports I never knew I'd like cause I didn't love it growing up, but yeah. watching my kids play it is so much fun. Yeah. Um, so we just had a, a basketball right game now. today for my daughter and it's hilarious oh. and it's funny because yeah. she played two years ago and was like the most timid person in the world out there. And then uh-huh. now I don't know what has happened. Like she's still the sweetest <laughs> thing in the world, but she is like super aggressive. Like she probably has like 15, yeah. 20, 20 steals in a game. 
she is oh wow yeah she's going after it and it's so funny and she's so fast to, and it's just hilarious to watch like this girl that played this sport two years ago and that literally tried to stay away from the ball is now, <laughs> is now like this aggressive player getting like multiple fouls in a game. I'm a little bit proud of the oh fouls because it's such a that is- departure from her personality, but it's funny. So I'm that loving exactly I'm loving that what too. happened with my oldest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So how could people connect with you? You know, maybe they're dealing with similar stuff or maybe they're interested in some more resources. Do you have any ways that we can connect with you? Yeah. So, um, well, I have uh, I have a website. Um, I'm not very good about posting on it, but you can connect connect with me through that. Sure. Through um, There's an email link um, and it's just abbycampman.com. Okay. Um, I have, and I'm pretty active on... Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, okay. Mostly Instagram is probably my favorite, but I do post a lot of pictures of my kids. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my life right now. Um, but you can, I, I'm pretty good about responding to direct messages. So if anyone, that's wants how to we connected that way <laughs> was through Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I'll post your info in the show notes, but thank you so much for chatting with me today. I really appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for talking today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to part two of my interview with Abby Campman. I'm so thankful for her willingness to share her experiences in order to encourage others. It never ceases to amaze me that no matter how dark the situation seems, God is still at work. If you love The Faithful Podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating and a review. You can find me at faithfulpodcast.podbean.com or on Instagram at faithfulpodcast. Have a great week and remember to stay faithful, friends.